money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what our forecast is for the year as we go through this part. Um, gosh, the best year I'd ever seen was 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. Who would have ever have thought that it would have been the best year we ever saw as real estate investors in many cases um, and, and in anything in real estate. There's only one market segment that really suffered. Which market segment was that? Office, commercial, multifamily, still doing pretty well. Yeah. Office space is the lights are on, but ain't nobody home, right? So that's the one market, that's the one area that's suffering. But when it comes to residential, uh, this year over last year, we should expect sales up in the 10 to 15% range. That's a big deal. In Texas, historically, this number looks like being up about 5 to 6%. 5 to 6% up year is a good year for Texas. A 10 to 15% up year is an outstanding year for Texas. And what's even better than that, the fact that sales prices in some markets are going up 20%, 25% and beyond. Why are sales prices going up so much? We've never seen anything like this, ever. Angela said, because there are no properties. Why are there no properties? How about, here's 11 reasons, among many other things, right? Uncertainty, when, when, when you're uncertain about whether or not you're gonna lose your job, do you go home and say, Hi, hey honey, let's go take a $30,000 vacation? No. Do you say, hey honey, let's, uh, let's sell our house and buy a new one? No, right? Because you're worried you're not gonna be able to get qualified for that loan because they do a VOE, verification of employment, <laughs> including the day that you are getting that loan, right? Uh, so that paralyzes uh, buyers. Uh, then are the buyers who are coming into my home healthy? How many of you guys are like, I don't want to put my house on the market because I don't want to hand sanitize this whole entire house every time somebody comes in and out of here. What's my exposure? What's my risk if somebody gets you know sick? So sometimes that's an issue as well. Do I have immunocompromised people in my home? I don't want to, I don't want to wait to put my house on the market until that happens. Will the stream of buyers interrupt my day, my child's day, my meetings, right? Especially since everyone is on Zoom. Before when your house was listed and you had to show it, you just went to the Starbucks. Right? What has Starbucks done? They've taken out all the chairs. We put them, we put them in this room, <laughs> but uh, there's, there's no place to go, right? Uh, low interest rates are motivating buyers, but they're also causing owners to refinance. And because of the way the last market cycle changed how builders develop, we don't have a, a whole bunch of new build inventory like we did in the last market cycle. Labor shortages, immigration policies, border crossing insecurity, stopping a bunch of would-be laborers and would-be contractors. So what are we seeing with those contractor costs? They're up as well, significantly up, right? Material shortage, uh, supply chain disruption. I was talking to some other investors today at lunch and they were talking about some of the ships that are um, at sea, right? Just kind of in a holding pattern because they don't have enough crane operators to move them over and because they have to go through a kind of a quarantine process even when they get in, right? So that's causing a uh, major supply chain disruption where you're literally, you can't get the, the, the washing, uh, the uh, dishwasher to be able to put in the house because it's on a six week back order, right? 
Uh, prices have gone up for labor, materials, and land. City permitting and building codes make housing more expensive. The Elon effect, right? Elon puts on a cowboy hat, says to Governor Abbott, and says, I'm a Texan now. And then all the rest of California moves in here too, right? Uh, some owners want to keep their starter homes as rental properties, Airbnbs, and uh, institutional buyers are looking at opportunities as well. So a lot of those big hedge funds are saying, well, I want to get in this wonderful market, right? Uh, so uh, there, uh, we're watching that too. Sorry, we're having a couple of little glitches on the on this screen here, but I think you guys can see it okay. And uh, someone mentioned it as well. We're just now seeing, and I just pulled this off the slide this month because we're just now seeing the foreclosures start to come back on the market, right? So that is a whole list of people of would-be sellers in many cases uh, that we're not seeing right now. So guys, I want to go through the market update. And as we go through the market update, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over what's happening in all of Texas for the month of August. And I'm also going to go over what's going on in San Antonio for the month of August. I'll very quickly talk about Austin and Dallas and Houston, just for those of you guys who are also investing there. Uh, but want to make sure you guys uh, uh, understand what's happening. So every week is part of the meeting. We go through a detailed market update. We look at the average prices, the median prices, the sales, months of inventory, days on market, and the forecast in terms of pending sales. And we do a look at what the uh, year-to-date numbers are as well. Just kind of make you aware of that. All righty. So for Texas, uh, for Texas, for the uh, sales price, the average sales price last month, August 2021 versus August 2020, was up 17% year over year. Days on market are a very fast 25 days versus 51 days last year. Sales were only up 1% year over year, which is contradictory to what I was forecasting earlier when I said we're going to see sales up in the 10% plus range, and I'll explain why that is in the next couple of slides. Uh, pending sales down 1% uh, versus the same time last year. Again, this is a phenomenon that's completely explainable, so I'll make sure you guys are clear on that and understand how that can affect you. Year-to-date numbers, year-to-date sales are up 10.4% versus last year because we had such a strong beginning of the year because it's also so very strong versus the beginning of this past year because during at least three months of last year, we were basically completely shut down, right? So that's why 2021 had a big head start on 2020. But the average price year to date is up 20.5%. So that's the growth that we've seen primarily because of this lack of inventory that we have. Uh, Houston, so I'll just go through this one very quickly because I know we have some folks online that are in the Houston environment or Houston uh, market. Average price up 14% year over year. Sales in Houston were up 8.5% year over year. Pending sales are up 9%. Year to date, the total sales are up 17.4% and the average price is up 18 point, or 18%. Here in San Antonio, gosh, remember when you could buy a house like 10 years ago in San Antonio and the average price was about 150000 and now it is 354000 San Antonio, like what happened? We used to be affordable. What happened, right? What happened? Uh, so the average price last month was up 19%. Days on market have dropped from 55 days to 24 days. Sales were up, but only 2% versus last month. Again, I'll explain why that phenomenon is happening, why we didn't blow it out of the park last month. Uh, pending sales virtually flat versus the same time last year. And our total active listings down 15% at just 6,200 listings. 
So uh, again, we have an inventory problem specifically here in San Antonio. And for the year-to-date sales, they are up 9% uh, in San Antonio versus last year. And the average price up 17% uh, versus the same time last year. Now, Austin did not have as good of a month in terms of total sales. Their total sales were down 5%, but the average price was $574,000. So um, San Antonio is still looking pretty affordable, right? Uh, so it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And uh, pending sales uh, down in Austin at 12.4%. Year-to-date sales in Austin up 8% versus last year. And year-to-date average price up 33.5% versus the same time last year. In the Dallas market, uh, Dallas market saw an increase in average price up 418%. And they saw a decrease in sales. It uh, was down 5%. Pending sales down 7%. But year-to-date, their sales in Dallas are flat. Year-to-date, the average price up 22% because they're operating on only 1.1 month supply of inventory. You guys are probably all familiar with the concept of days on market, how long a property is listed before it goes under contract. It doesn't extend to how long it takes from contract to close because cash sales go a lot faster than, for example, a VA, FHA, USDA loan does. So that's how long it takes for the lucky ones to sell. Months of inventory looks at if we stopped listing houses today, based on the buyer demand on average that we've had over the last 12 months, how quickly would we be out of an inventory of homes for sale? In the Dallas market, if we stopped listing houses today and we had the same buyer demand that we've had, we would be out of inventory in 1.1 months. Okay, let me make that relative to something. This number typically is close to six to six and a half months of inventory. Meaning if we stop listing houses today, we'd have a half year of inventory of homes still available for sale. That is one of the big things, that inventory situation that's pushing that price up because it's fewer houses that more buyers are competing for. So let's talk about why some of the sales in some of the markets, not San Antonio, but in Austin and Dallas, uh, were down last month and even uh, in some cases down in July. So throughout Texas, single-family home sales ended a multi-month positive run with a 9.4% drop versus July of 2020. Now, August of 2021 versus August of 2020 was up, but uh, July was down. That number uh, rebounded, obviously, the August sales were up that 1% versus August of 2020. The decline in July was the disruption, right, that we're all living through. Uh, and remember that we had a record-setting surge of sales in July of 2020 as we were finally able to leave our house and stop cooking for ourselves and start buying houses, right? So we all got out and bought houses. So as those lockdowns came up, that enabled many of those postponed closings from March, from April, from May to start happening in June, July, and August. And that's why it's uh, we're, we're, uh, that's, that's why you see that it's kind of slowing down versus last year. But if you compare it, for example, versus 2019, we're doing really, really well. And again, remember that those year-to-date prices are still up 10% year over year. So does that help you guys kind of get an idea of where we are in the market and uh, what's coming? So wonderful. And I also want to make a special announcement. So, and I want to talk to you a little bit about how we've organized our Real Estate Investor Association so 
before uh, everything happened uh, about uh, 19 months ago, what we were doing in terms of helping the members of the association get educated was we would just say, hey, come back to the next meeting next month and we'll teach you for another three hours about real estate investing. So basically for you to get your degree in real estate investing, you would have to come to the Real Estate Investor Association meeting for about two or three years to be able to absorb all the information that you needed to be a successful real estate investor. What we've done to change it as a result of everything that's happening now is we are compressing all of that real estate investor knowledge instead of in multiple meetings, right, over the course of year or several years, we're compressing it into a three-day workshop. So we've got three-day workshops ready for you guys to be able to get all of the actionable information that you need to be successful including all of the strategies and getting the information that we use in a step-by-step -step format. We'll talk about all of the different strategies and I'll leave my husband to explain those in the next couple of moments, as well as the marketing campaigns to be able to find these off-market deals. Because as you can tell with, uh, and I didn't mention this during the market update, but I'll tell you guys, on average, the list price to the close price in Texas was 101%. So it was listed for 100, it sold for 101. It was listed for 500, it sold for 505. What does that make you think about whether or not your deal is in the MLS? It is not. We're gonna teach you the strategies to be able to find your off-market deal that is not going to cost you 101% of the value of that property. We're also gonna to talk to you guys about the sales scripts, what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. Uh, based on the coaching that we've gotten and also based on talking to over a thousand sellers uh, over the almost two decades we've been investing to, in real estate. We'll introduce you to some of the other folks that can partner with you and fund your deals as part of this as well. And we are doing it right now for a very limited time only for free. Why are we doing this? We started doing it for free during uh, March of last year just to be able to continue to take part and give back in the community as part of the Real Estate Investor Association. Uh, we are continuing it now uh, as well, but it is a limited time because we are now meeting live again and paying for uh, ballrooms and hotel rooms. And uh, I want you guys to take advantage of our generosity while we still uh, got it going. So please, uh, if you would like to join us, we have an event coming up in Austin, Central Texas. Uh, the next one's coming up on October 8th, 9th, and 10th, October 8th, 9th, and 10th. Love to have you guys join us for that. We also have one coming up in Dallas. So I know some of you guys may have friends or family in Dallas, or maybe this weekend works out better for you. Uh, in Dallas, October 15th, 16th, and 17th, and Houston on October 29th, 30th, and 31st. So we've got three ways that you can join us and other members of part of the Real Estate Investor Association to learn more and get it all in one place. And we are doing it for a very limited time only for free. Uh, because pretty soon we're about to start charging again because again we're starting to pay for ballrooms again as we're starting to meet live how many of you guys have been using qr codes to order nachos and uh, margaritas and fajitas and all that stuff so you guys are probably all used to how this works too works by now if you are not just find the closest millennial to you and they'll show you how to do it uh, so pull out your phone and uh, put your uh, we, we have a millennial volunteer in the back row uh, so, so pull out your phone and uh, pull out your camera. As long as you have a, a phone that was probably uh, built in the last uh, three or four years, 
uh, in probably the last five years, you should be able to get this in focus, take a picture of it, or not take a picture, but it'll, a, a little thing will come up to open Safari as an example, or open one of the internet browsers that you might use. So you'll just click on that. This is how you get registered for it. We call it our Texas Starter Kit. We're gonna ask you a couple of questions in order to get you registered to make sure you know where to go and we can contact you about it. And we also wanna ask you a couple of questions to figure out where you are today in your business and where you want to go in your business. Because as part of the Real Estate Investor Association, one of the cool things that we get to do is help you weave a plan based on us helping other investors over the almost entire time that we've been investing in real estate. Um, Oh, and it looks like our screen went out a little bit. Uh, so, uh, but we'll get it we'll get it going in just a few moments. Uh, and if you didn't uh, get it, uh, you can just uh, go to texasstarterkit.com, texasstarterkit.com, and you can do it straight through your web browser. So that's another way to do it. So love to be able to have you guys join us uh, through this as well. And uh, love to give you an idea of how you could be a real estate investor uh, using some of the strategies that we've used to stay unemployable over all of this time. And speaking of strategies and speaking of tribal knowledge, Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.